50% overall from the field, but he was also 50% from three. He was five to ten. I know you're out there. It's okay. Stand back there. <laughs> no, more than likely, you're going to get that number one seed. And so I want him to be ranked in the number one eight. Welcome in to another episode of Let's Rage Cougs presented by the Saxonian family. We're coming off the heels of number three Houston uh, coming away with an impressive 75 to 39 victory over the crosstown rivals in uh, the Rice Owls. It was a dominating feat considering the fact that Rice led at one point nine to eight. And from that point forward, Houston outscored Rice by a impressive 67 points it was 67 to uh to 30 67 to 30 to come away with the victory joining me as always dan dunlap how you doing sir and i'm doing good simply dominating like you just said was yeah. early in the game i just pretty much ran away with it Courtesy of Goku's.com, this is the first time that U of H and Rice have played together in which Rice has held to under 40 points. So that is an impressive feat in and it of itself. But talking about this game in particular, there were a lot of different noteworthy, noteworthy events that happened or occurred in the game. But I think we need to start with Javier Francis, who was very obviously a focal point to begin the game. He finished with 10 points only the third time this season. He's gotten into double figures, but Houston went to him early and often. And it was good to see him a little bit more aggressive early on in this game and get rewarded for that. Yeah, it seemed like it was a point of emphasis to get the ball down to him on the block and get him touches early. Seems like to get him more engaged offensively and just more engaged overall in the game. And it was 50% from the field and double digits. Some of those he probably could have finished. You wish he had back and either went down more aggressive and dunked the ball or just finished it in a different way. But it seemed like it's definitely a point of emphasis to get him more touches. Um, and I wonder if that was just for this matchup or is that something – Maybe Coach Sampson and staff maybe look at two going forward just at, at certain times. Yes, most definitely. And when we're talking about Houston, their defense, as you might expect when they're holding an opponent to under 40 points and after a stretch holding up to 30 points for about three quarters of the game, Rice shot just 28.9% from the field. They made 13 field goals out of 45 attempts. They made 13 field goals. They turned the ball over 21 times which is just a ridiculous number and again this showcases how good this Houston Cougars defense was and on the topic of big men another young big young forward that really flashed and showed a lot of his strengths in this game was the freshman Joseph Tugler who yes he got seven points he was three for three from the field but he was a disruptor on the defensive side of the ball as well had Four steals, had a impressive block, although it seemed like Kelvin had a little bit of uh, – got on him a little bit for blocking it out of bounds instead of keeping it inbounds, but he showed his flash in this game against the Owls as well. Yeah, I, I think – well, one thing that he, he does well was his energy and his raw athleticism. And one thing you could tell probably that Drew Coach Sampson and staff to, to him is – his ability to play hard and rebound with his length and athleticism. He's able to rebound hard, deflect passes, and get blocked shots. And he did that um, really well tonight. And one thing that I saw tonight, he got a few opportunities to catch it on the block, and he would look just uncomfortable. I think his raw 
offensively, especially on the low low post. And he has a, a lot of developing to do in regards to his offensive game. But in regards to his raw athleticism, his energy, his ability to run the floor, get um, impressive block shots for his length of athleticism, the athlete and, and all the upside is definitely there. It's just going to take a, a lot of work in regards to his offensive post game. But he definitely flashed in many different ways. Yes, that keyword athlete. He had a play, I can't remember if it was early in the second half, where he was guarding up top, uh, towards the top of the key, ball's loose, and he tracks down the ball that's heading out of bounds, saves it from going out on the baseline, and then he avoids running into the crowd that was sitting in the front row and then runs back to the other side. So uh, just a freak athlete that, again, exactly the word you used, very raw, and is only going to continue to develop as the season goes on and as his time with Houston continues to go on. But we're talking about um, a little bit um, someone that maybe not be as a wasn't comfortable in Jojo Toler to someone that was absolutely 100% comfortable in senior point guard Jamal Shedd, who just continues to share, <clears throat> continues to share the rock all over the team. He had eight assists, only one turnover. It's the third time this season. Obviously, Houston's played nine games. The third time this season where he's had one, only one turnover. And obviously, the impressive number, eight assists, that's a ratio that it's incredible. And Emmanuel Sharp, after the game, talked on the ESPN Plus stream that he loves playing with Jamal Shedd and point guard because he. they all know that they're going to be found. Well, Jamal Shedd is going to find them if they're open. They just got to be ready to shoot. And he did that really well over the course of the entire game. And he was just dissecting Rice Owl's defense. Uh, pass first point guard. And he definitely saw the floor well. We saw a lot of his um, patent kind of shovel passes that he made famous to Marcus Sasso. I think him and LJ Choir has really found that chemistry and the spots and where to be when running the floor in transition. And so he was really seeing the floor well. One of his um, patent high turnover games, I mean, high assist games with low turnovers, excuse me, eight assists and only one turnover. And so um, you want to see that in games like this, he's able to control the pace, control the tempo, and pretty much get anywhere on the spot on the floor and set up his teammates. I think that's interesting, and obviously every year is going to be a much different team, but just it's still early, and out of the nine games, honestly, he hasn't really been needed, or he hasn't been needed to have to carry the scoring load, but uh, a little bit of a different mindset, and I think that's just a testament to how much more, not even necessarily more weapons, but just how much more comfort he is with players on this team so early on, where... He could just be a distributor. He doesn't have to necessarily be relied on to score where it stretches, especially when we had games where either Tremont Mark or Marcus Sasser season ago might get in foul trouble. It has been, you know, we haven't had to see Jamal Shedd had to be a scorer over the course of the first nine games of the season. Now, I think we can both agree that will change come Big 12 conference play, but it's allowed him to be that distributor. And like you said, be that pass first point guard and absolutely crush it in that role. Yeah, you know, I think that's what he naturally is. Um, one of the things that makes him so good is his ability to pick and choose the times when to be aggressive and when to look to score and having that pulse of the team and, and having the awareness of the game and when to do that. He does that well. There's been certain times this year when you saw games early in this season where he's had a high volume of shots and been aggressive to score and versus tonight where you see the way the game went, he was primarily just a playmaker. So I think having the ability to do that, especially when other players are making shots, is only going to open the floor up for him even more to be aggressive, get downhill, get to a mid-range in his floater game. And so um, really good from Jamal Shedd. I think, like, his competition gets better. 
um, he definitely will probably be more aggressive to score in different games. Real quickly, I'd like to thank each and every single person that's taking the time out of their day to watch Let's Rage Cooks presented by the Saxonian family. Of course, we also like to say thank you to our secondary sponsor for today's episode of Let's Rage Cooks, and that is Star Pizza with multiple locations with three locations exactly across the Houston area. Star Pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game. Be sure to stop by any of their locations every Tuesday during lunchtime for an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. Star Pizza, as always, has free delivery since 1976. And again, you guys are watching and are listening to uh, Let's Rage Cooks presented by the Saxonian family. The Saxonian family is the primary sponsor for today's episode. And of course, everyone that's watching us live currently on either the Houston Raw Bar Review YouTube channels or Pod Slam Jamma, we welcome you in. And we're curious to get your thoughts. What did you guys like from this game? Any thoughts just happening on UH Athletics? Obviously, it's a big topic for discussion. UH Athletics has been on fire over the course of the past five or four days the Merrick on YouTube says he really liked Terrence Arsenal's effort and I think absolutely that jumped out from um, our TV screens watching I remember after the game against Xavier we both or all three of us Chris included who's going to join us in a second uh, focused on how he had zero rebounds against Xavier well I think you know Magically, obviously, we all knew that Kevin Sampson was going to get on him for that. But flip the switch. He led the team in rebounds in this game. He had nine rebounds overall to lead the Cougars. And four of those were offensive rebounds. And absolutely, to Merrick's comment, his effort was easily noticeable. That jumped out of the screen is something that Reed Geddes, who was doing um, color commentator, really, really pointed out during the broadcast. Yeah, he did. It stuck out to me as well. Um, everywhere, knowing the spots to go get the rebound. He, and he, he's kind of proving that he's one of the best rebounders on this team. I think I feel confidently saying that he's probably one of the best rebounders on this team. And if he played more minutes, he probably could lead the team in rebounding. And um, <clears throat> just different ways I've seen him being aggressive. One of the times, I would have liked him to finish over the smaller player. I think maybe he passed it back out. I don't recall whatever he did on this particular player. I'm thinking about, but um, Terrence is growing in different ways, game by game. This was another way that he's shown that he can impact the game um, in more ways without scoring, especially with his energy and effort. That's what Coach Sampson preaches with the culture. Most definitely placed at impact winning in Terrence Arsenal. Definitely did that today against or tonight against the Rice Owls. On the topic of Terrence Arsenal, his fellow uh, Sophomore on the team, sophomore mate, Emmanuel Sharp. It's like we say this each and every single show, but it's reality because he's become such a consistent player. It's like you can almost know what his stat line is going to be each and every single night. He's become Mr. Reliable. He had 12 points again against Rice, four of eight shooting. He has scored in double figures in seven of the nine games this season, and he always seems to hover around the mark. Like I've mentioned, 12 points today, four rebounds, three assists, and you know, he's just Mr. Reliable. Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent. And today he didn't shoot the three ball particularly well, but he still ended up with double-digit points. And that just goes to the development that I've pretty much been seeing what I've been talking about all year, his ability not only just being a knockdown shooter, but being able to get it off the bounce and, and reading plays and deciding when to take it off the dribble, attacking closeouts, and get to the free throw line. And, you know, the way he's such a good free throw shooter. And so, 
he just continued to develop to an all-around um, basketball player and making plays instead of just um, knocking down threes. And so I love what I see him for. He's definitely Mr. Reliable, Mr. Consistent, for sure. I think on a game-to-game basis, you, you know you can you can at least count on at least 10 to 12. And, and if he's hot, he, he can go off, I think, for 20-plus. Oh, most definitely. Absolutely. And again, when they have a point card in Jamal Shedd, like uh, how Sharp said after the game, he's just ready. He's ready mm-hmm. to catch and shoot at any moment. And yep. most definitely we saw it in stretches last season. And it's it's going to come one of these days where when he has it going, it's mm-hmm. going to be lights out. and It's going to be a spectacular show. Obviously, we know how much uh, how fast of a shooter he is. He can pull that trigger with tremendous speed. Now, obviously, when it comes to the new additions to the team that are not freshmen in the two transfers, LJ Cryer just continues to build on his uh, comfort level with the program, consistency, and just how well he's shooting the three-point um, the three-point ball for the Cougars. He shot 11 shots against Rice in this game. 10 of those 11 were from behind the three-point line. He made five of those. He was five for 10 on his threes, 15 points. He had two assists, but uh, you mentioned earlier about uh, similar, something similar to Jamal Shedd and Marcus Sasser did a really good job of doing this where Sasser would trail him and Jamal Shedd would have that little turnaround to set up the shooter, him and LJ Cryer. Shedd and LJ Cryer have seemed to master that already. And it was a couple times where it, it just, every game, it seems like they're going to have in one moment. Today was no exception. And again, just the growing comfort level Cryer has um, in this Houston career system. And ha- defensively, he's not, um, you know, pushover. He's under Calvin Sampson. He's been an excellent defender that's been able to hound opposing guards. Again, nothing different against the Owls in this game. He definitely is. Uh, with his, his physique and his short, stout nature, he can get and pressure the, the ball really well. <clears throat> Excuse me, and keep the ball in front of him. And he's been doing a really good job of that to his credit. And like Coach Sampson said, but offensively, like you said, he's primarily a three-point shooter. He's a sniper that can create plays off the bounce of the pick-and-roll game, come off screens, and be able to read it and, and, and score. But um, he, he he's a sniper. He's looking to get the three-point shot off, and he's such and such. A, he shoots it such efficiently and suits it at such a high volume of it that you don't wonder he shoots nearly 40%, 50%. I think last year he shot nearly 50% from three, if I'm not mistaken. And so – yeah, he's really a lights out shooter. He's looking more comfortable in the system. And him and Jamal's chemistry is getting better and better, like I mentioned. And one of the things that he's done really well is his ability to relocate off of offensive rebounds. Uh, there was a stretch there where uh, one of the Houston bigs got an offensive rebound. LJ Cryer himself had been the one that shot the initial three-point shot, and the Houston got the offensive rebound. He relocated to the corner. The Rice defender followed through him. He kept pace he didn't necessarily rush a lot of the defender to fly by him reset he missed the shot but that's something where again like you mentioned how great of a three-point shooter is but his poise is phenomenal and he's been a great asset to the Houston Cougars so um up to this point he does and he, I think he's the guy that is really him and Eddie Manuel are the floor spaces defenses have to respect their shooting ability so much it, it's going to open the floor for the Jamal's in the Damien to, to be able to get inside the Damien to get, be able to get inside to his ISO and mid post game like he was able to do tonight and see a couple of shots to fall. Or even if they're playing down low to JVA or J1, when you got the threat of uh, LJ and Emmanuel out there, you're going to have the good floor spaces and the ability to go one on one in different situations. But 
Eldre, uh, LJ, with his experience and in college basketball, he's seen it all. He, he's, he knows what it takes to win a championship, and his poise just sticks out on a play-to-play basis and on a game-to-game basis. For sure. And I mentioned that when it came to the new additions from the transfer, obviously Cryer was one, Damian Dunn was the other. And heading into this game, we had kind of talked about how he had gone through a bit of a shooting slump. Well, it seems like he's kind of starting to come on the other side of that. Had 10 points in this game, shot just under 50% from the field. He was 5'11 on his shot from the field. Didn't make a, a three. He was over three on those. But when it comes to Dunn, and something that we've seen even early on, but he just is as an act of being able to get to his spot where he wants to go on the floor. And in the last couple of games, the shots haven't necessarily fallen, which seems like we're, like I mentioned, we're starting to see the different tide of that. And that's why maybe potentially being on the other side of it, but his ability to get to his spot is phenomenal. And he did it against Rice and he got the shots that he wanted and they dropped more or they dropped almost at a 50% clip in this game against the Owls. Yeah, he's able to get to his spots to Coach Sampson and do a good job of isolating or getting a screen for him to get to those spots. But when he catches the ball in those certain areas, you have to respect his shooting ability. So when he turns and faces the defense, he can really pull up or he can jab step and get by you. But with with his ability to make that shot, you have to respect it. And although as the scout report says stay down on his pump fakes, it's hard to because he can really <laughs> shoot the basketball. Yeah. And so with those pump fakes and his ability to pivot and, and back you down with his strength, I think it's, it's really going to um, play dividends for Houston as the season goes on because as games get tighter, the games slow down, especially in bigger games with against better teams, you're going to need players like that when the game slows down in the half-court set who can get you a good quality shot or get you a shot and get to the free throw line. Yes, most definitely. It's one thing to read on a scout report, see it on film. It's another trying to close out, trying to stay with Damian Dunn, and then he makes one of those pump picks as he's pulling up from a mid-range. It's really hard to stay on your feet as opposing teams have learned this season. And, yeah, like you mentioned, he's been able to capitalize on those, and I mean, just on that act of being able to be a crafty scorer. Um, <clears throat> when it comes to players, we've kind of gone top to bottom. Jawan uh, Roberts's points total his name didn't necessarily pop out in this game but he had six rebounds he had two assists wasn't necessarily a focal point offensively but Jawan is Jawan and you know what he's gonna he's just you know what you're gonna get from him consistently night in and night out this was interesting to see a game here where he could kind of get much of more of the rub on JV or Francis he wasn't necessarily asked um to carry the load offensively, oftentimes he's kind of the first big that they go to on the post early in the game to get him going. Wasn't the case in tonight against Rice. It definitely wasn't. And he's such an unselfish that, you know, he he, he wants JV to get his touches and to develop and get better. And that's the type of um, player and that, that we hear he is, and that's what we see when he's coaching up him on, on the sideline. And so – I think games like this is why Coach Sampson's schedule, I think this schedule like he did, knowing he's going to have some young players who need this type of experience to, where you can get them certain touches in this type of matchup and know you can still have a um, – you will win the game. And so it's another another win, another check mark off Coach Sampson. You get to see how different players react in different situations and go back to the field and review it. And JVA got a lot of that today. I think I don't know if he's asked for more touches, but he got it tonight. And now he can be able to see 
Now, when I get those touches, how can I be more efficient and make even more plays? Yes, that's a great point. Put it on film, and uh, you know for a fact the Houston coaching staff are not only going to be critiquing, but they're going to be pointing out certain different things that not only he can improve on, but stuff that's going to help him going down the line as they get closer and closer to their inaugural Big 12 conference play this season. Again, for those of you guys just joining us, welcome into Let's Rage Cook presented by the Saxonian family. We thank each and every single one of you for taking part of your night now, <laughs> 9.30 Central Time, um, for joining us here on Let's Rage Cougs, presented by the Saxonian family, coming off the heels of number three Houston, third-ranked Houston in the AP poll, AP poll um, coming out victorious against Rice, 75-39. to 39. LJ Cryer led the way, scoring-wise, with 15 points. Jamal Shedd led the way with eight assists. And it was Terrence Arsenal who led the way in rebounding with nine rebounds. Of course, we also like to say thank you to our secondary sponsor for today's episode of Let's Rage Cougs. That is Star Pizza with three locations across the Houston area. Star Pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game. Be sure to stop by any one of their three locations every Tuesday during lunchtime for an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. Star Pizza, as always, has free delivery since 1976. And on that note, let's welcome in Chris Gardner of the Houston Rombaugh Review, coming to us live via the Fertitta Center. Um, a lot to talk about that came out of the Fertitta Center, but first and foremost, Chris, how are you doing, sir? Doing well, fellas. How y'all doing? Uh, yeah, a lot great. happened here this evening. Including a basketball game. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I was based on how Rice looked Saturday against Houston Christian and how they struggled against Houston Christian. I thought they would. Well, they, I mean, they, they tried. They competed this evening, but their best players didn't shoot the ball well. And that's doomed for them against a team like the Cougars. So losing my 36. If I was a betting man, I would have lost the Bicks. I would have taken Rice to end the points. There's like 30. <laughs> so, but, hey, Coach Perret was very complimentary of, of the Cougars, and he believes that they are, you know, the best defensive team in the country and ready to compete in the Big 12. And, and you know, things we already know. He said they're tough to prepare. He said they're scary to watch on film and even, you know, scary to see in person as well. <laughs> so, Oh, I can't can't imagine. Now, that's something that Dan and I touched on, but just uh, we've since we've watched the men's basketball team for Houston so often, it's kind of hard not to kind of become normal. But how tenacious, how relentless they are at pursuing loose balls, how really how much havoc they create on defense is phenomenal, and honestly, it's one of a kind. And us that we've been able to see it so often, it kind of becomes spoiled and how special it truly is because we see it so on such a regular basis. But that is unique. You're not going to see that um, with every program. And it's really, really hard to get to that level consistently. And, and Houston has made it uh, such a normal thing because that's their standard. It's their standard. And <clears throat> excuse me, even if Coach Sampson says it, you know, he demands the defense is non-negotiable. The players have to buy into it. The new players, the newcomers still have to buy into it. To see the new guys buy into it quickly is impressive. And this this defense, you know, the opponent, Rice, isn't elite, anything like that. But this defense the team is playing this year is superb. You know, they're hustling, the rotations, very few breakdowns, very few communication breakdowns. It is really 
fun to watch because I'm a defensive-minded person, and I, I just love to see how, how they get after it defensively, and then offense will take care of itself. You know, Dayon, we can talk about it. I ask you, I'm sure you guys talk about it already, but I see a comment from Demerick about Arsenal's effort. Terrence was more aggressive, had took more shots, had some plays run, you know, for him. And Coach Sampson said he was three for nine tonight, but seven for nine is coming. He's that seven for nine is coming from him. He made was sharp. His game is coming, offense is coming. So these guys offensively are going to get better. So you combine that with the defense, man, it's going to be a fun year. <laughs> yeah, that defense is really, really superb, like you said. Just watching it on the film, they're all on one accord, one stream, um, ball moves. You see one's ready to rotate, extra rotation if need be. And so defense, they're all on one accord. And that, players like JoJo, Terrence, um, particularly Terrence. I think his game is coming. Like the Oregon game, I think it's coming. I think he'll be able to stack those up, and it's going to kind of be like a snowball effect. Once he has one, I think they will start seeing with three or four. Then we come see him even more consecutively because the aggression is there, the effort is there, and uh, you know he's putting the work in. And I, I, I agree. I definitely can see it, see it coming for sure. And Terrence said, he admitted in, in postgame that he's practicing better this year you know, second year in the system, he's learned what it takes to practice like a cougar <laughs> and what it takes to put forth that effort, <laughs> learning from, you know, Juan Roberts and, and the vets. Cougar practices are different. You know, Coach Sampson said, we practice the same way. It's up to the players to, we know, you know what it's going to be every practice. It's up to the players to, to perform and produce that effort each practice because the guys who do, they get the minutes in the games. Yeah, NRG Texans comment. He likes what he sees from Tugler. Arsenal's got a bag we still haven't seen done at his best. Uh, Chris, what else came out of the post-game um, press conference from Kelvin Sampson? It's, you know, Coach, 10 years in, a lot of things he says, said tonight, he, he said before about defense. And, well, one thing we've all heard for a while now, every year, three or four players, they have to replace. So they have to start from zero each season and reestablish or establish what the new season team is going to be like. So that's, that takes some time to do it, but it's up to the players to buy in. So the buy-in from the players, it's expected, but it's inevitable because of the culture that has been created and the foundation is being laid. But coach Sampson acknowledged, he said it this evening, last season, they got caught young. They were a young team, younger team than probably any other team that he's been here at Houston. They were young, you know, with freshmen, relying on freshmen like Jareth Walker and Terrence Arsenault and then redshirt freshmen. So last season, he said it, we were caught young. This year, they're much more of a veteran squad and they're sprinkling in a guy like, like Tugler and getting his, him getting his minutes. And his time is coming as well. Yeah, I I agree. Um, the team, 
I mean, and that's why you schedule games like this for some of your young players who got experience, but are still young, like Terrence and Emmanuel, who you still have the count on, but now they have more experience. And, and games like and players like JVA, who um, said this a second ago, you schedule games like this, now you can make a conscious effort to get him more touches, to get on film and see how he can finish or how he can do certain things a little more to be even more efficient and effective. And so Coach Sampson has um, – as experienced as they come, you know, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's hard to believe it that their non-conference schedule is already coming to an end. Only four non-conference games left. And uh, the next one is this upcoming Saturday, December 9th against Jackson State. That'll be a home game, 3 p.m. tip-off. And that will be streaming on the Big 12 now on ESPN+. And then they get a week off. And then at the uh, December 16th, the uh, – Big non-district, non-conference game left on the schedule against number 21-ranked Texas A&M. Um, obviously, that's going to be the one that a lot of fans are eyeballing ahead. Obviously, that game's going to be at the Toyota Center a week from this upcoming Saturday. But, yes, and before you know it, the Big 12 conference schedule will be here. It'll be interesting to see how the Cougars go and not only their inaugural conference schedule, but being thrown in the fire because we know how much of a gauntlet that Big 12 schedule will be. Chris, for you, um, question for you just in terms of we talked about turns. So well, real quickly, the other thing I wanted to point out, uh, Chris, we mentioned against Xavier, zero rebounds. Terrence Arsenal led the team in rebounds with nine in this game. I don't think that's any of a coincidence. Um but when and he, had nine, he had nine before the zero, so he's at nine, zero, and nine. Yep. So <laughs> um, that's something where obviously consistency at the rebounding, but again, it's not necessarily a coincidence. But LJ Choir, Jamal Shred, that backcourt, they're just they're playing at. Are you surprised, Chris, with how well they that backcourt in particular has been able to gel together? It just seems like they have. Honestly, it seems like they've been playing for a couple of seasons, and that's their ninth game together. At least when it comes to regular season wise, that both Cryer and Shed have played, and it looks like they know each other so well. Um, along with just the entire team, I think it's a testament to how strong of a leader Jamal Shed is, and how strong of a point guard he is. Surprise a little, but you know they grew up together basically. You know, and as LJ said, well, even Jamal was honest about it. Um, LJ used to light Jamal up. They were like 10, 11 years old. He just he'd beat him one on one, all those kind of things. So they grew up, you know, grassroots circuit. So they've played against each other as well as with each other for a while. And then college, differently, you know, LJ obviously at Baylor. So they've had a chance to develop a chemistry before. LJ arrived here at Houston and, and Jamal is a point guard and he's smart basketball smart. So he knows LJ is a great shooter. So he makes a point to get him to sh- get in the ball. <laughs> I love the chemistry that they do have in transition. When you see Jamal race down and LJ trails and Jamal little back pass or something, little flip back pass to mm-hmm. LJ for those open threes. So that's a chemistry thing that you get while playing together together on the court. But they've known each other for a long time. So you're seeing part of that combination with growing up together and then a basketball IQ kicking in as well. I think also the overseas trip really gave them um, a lot of justice and a lot of confidence and helped build that chemistry and what we're seeing now. 
and uh, along with practice, but I think particularly that overseas trip, I think that really helped them. And I'm sure as they look back and reflect on that experience, they're glad they had that experience. And this helped them probably continue to develop their chemistry even quicker. And, and as, as a team overall, because one thing that Coach Sampson says, in addition to the the culture aspect for the players, preparing for the overseas trip, any overseas trip, you know that every four years you get those 10 practices. So the Cougs, younger guys, and the newcomers got those 10 extra practices for the overseas trip to prepare, and that also helped them build chemistry earlier than teams who did not go overseas. Yep, definitely cannot be understated. I know this is Lutrate Cougs, and we're talking about the Houston basketball team, but I think it would not – we cannot mention it, obviously, the cross – team promotion that was today and just how big of a part that the new head coach Willie Fritz was. Uh, we're going to ignore the first part of Rusty Reed's comment about Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, but he said he was glad the Cougars, the men's basketball team, got a win. And he mentioned how he liked how Coach Willie says the football team is going to be just as tough as the basketball players. He says about time and uh, talking about that new head coach in Willie Fritz. He was interviewed at halftime during the ESPN Plus broadcast talked about mentioned that point he's um a fan of kelvin Sampson, what he's been able to establish it a, with the men's basketball program and it's interesting he said it's proof that it can be done in football because it's that same level of success has already been achieved when it comes to the men's basketball team and then he also went into the detail he's met with the players he's met with a lot of staff around the building and he's already done some recruiting trips locally across Houston area high schools. So Willie Fritz barely four days on the job, and he's already um, really three games of three days since he got here late Sunday evening. So he's already making his imprint all over the Houston Cougars program. And quite frankly, there's a completely different tone and attitude around Houston football from this time a week ago. And uh, Coach Fritz, from where we sit, media sits, he was sitting four or five rows, rows in front of us talking to a recruit. <laughs> okay, so, you know, so, and some of the players were around as well, so the current players. I know I saw Pat Paul as well, but Coach Fritz is on it. You know, the fans, he he did not mind taking pictures with some of the fans, you know, little quick posing for pictures for some with some of the fans because he's popular right now. He's the most popular person on campus. You know, <laughs> game was going on tonight when he walked up the steps, he, he and his wife, the folks in the in the uh, fans in the section stood up, gave him a, <laughs> a round of applause as he walked up to the steps here and he knows who to talk to and regarding who are the players in the area he needs to look at. I saw that firsthand from somebody that I know who's very connected with high school sports. <laughs> Yeah, in his interview, he talked about his time being a high school, uh, Texas high school football coach and having the pride of doing so and reconnecting with a lot of high school coaches that he knows and he rekindling some of those relationships. And so he's definitely sound like he's hit the ground running. And um, uh, it was really, I really like all of the sound bikes I've heard so far from him. And it's, it's really a lot that we could talk about in regards to what all has transpired since his hiring. But the main thing is it looks like he's doing a good job of retaining a lot of players. It seems like they're bought in and was embracing him and coming in from all that I've heard. We haven't seen really many players in the transfer portal. And so he's talking about recruiting Houston in the state of Texas hard. 
and how successful he's been in his previous coaching stops when he's had high volume of Texas players. And Texas player, Texas got the best high school football, so the talent is there. And I think he he knows what it does. He knows what to do to um, build a program. And so nothing but positive things so far. It's looking up for Houston football. <laughs> and, and and what you know, what's y'all's take on it? Because he he said the comment about getting the football team to play as tough as the basketball team, Coach Sam's the basketball team. We heard him say that. I think he, the clip Houston Athletic posted Saturday. And then he said, of course, Monday at the press conference. And he mentioned it to Den tonight as well. What is that? When you first heard it, what did you think? Because obviously he's, he's giving credit to Coach Sampson. But as followers of Houston Athletics, did you take it, any part of you take it as a slight to the previous person who's no longer here? Uh, from coming from Willie Fritz, I personally did not take it that way. I so not from him, but when you heard him admin. say it, from, from what you know as following the Houston Cougars football team and fans who are watching us right now, did y'all, when y'all heard Coach Fritz say it, your initial gut reaction, what does it say about Dana Hoekson? <laughs> I mean, that, that, is that, did you think that at all? I personally didn't. Dana, I'm curious to get your thoughts on it. Nah, I, I'm with you, Andy. I didn't at all. I think it, it was really, like you said, Chris, big enough called Simpson, and at the same time realizing the discipline and what it takes to play that hard, how they play every game and game in, game out, and want to kind of instill that discipline and that toughness within his football team. I didn't even think. Because um, the majority of, yeah. of, of my friends thought like that, like, like us. But there were a couple like, and what's the same about the other <laughs> the coach? You know, mm-hmm. I was like, well, you know, I take it like a prop to Coach Sampson. That's what I take it. So, I will say this: um, the introduction press conference. Whenever um, the admin, and specifically when it talks to President Renu Couture, mentioned the uh, the traits that they looked at Willie Fritz. I think there was definitely some undertone shots at the previous administration in that uh, news conference coming from the upper admin, which I could most definitely see um, from that viewpoint. But when it comes to Willie Fritz and mm-hmm. specifically shouting out Coach Sampson, I think it's much more he's just the, the honestly, the respect that he has for what Coach Sampson has been able to establish. I What I did want to point out, again, going back to that ESPN Plus uh, interview that he had during halftime of the men's basketball game, when he met with the players, he said that he discussed his philosophy and what basically his plan is going to be, which that is, again, not to, to harp too much on the previous regime, but I, that's night and day difference. Uh, the messaging that had been coming for the past five years, I, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think I had ever heard of that under the course of the past five years in terms of here's my vision, here's what we're going to do, here's what I envision to do. Now, who's willing to buy into that vision? I don't think that that's the change that stuck out to me when when he spoke again during the halftime interview. But another thing that um, not only that, but it kind of coincides with what he said before about his philosophy is he's not a head coach that's tied to a system. Mm-hmm. The previous head coach was tied to a system in regards to he. I have this philosophy. I want to run this system. And, Co- uh, and Willie Fritz said. 
I'm not the coach is tied to that. I just I'm a football coach. I just whatever system that I'm going to implement on the players uh, that I have to their strengths. And so I think that's another thing with talking to the team and selling that with them. Like I'm not coming in here with a system. You guys are going to run my system. No, I'm going to come in and see what we got and we're going to implement the best system for the team. And I think that's one of the credits to that um, to him as well. I heard a lot of things that we talked about from special teams to defense and, and meet the team where they are and the greatest coaches um, adjust. They they don't just come in with a system. We're going to run this and, and do that. And so uh, everything I've heard from him, I really, really love. And I think uh, if he does what he says, which I'm sure he will, and it's it's hard to win. Winners win. I've been winning all my life, not even just to toot my own horn, but yeah. like and for him to win at each stop, I, he's a winner. And I know what it takes I've been around other people. I know you guys know people who are winners and people mm-hmm. who are not winners. And mm-hmm. so it's hard to really explain, but he, he it seems like he he got he has that it factor to be a winner. And the thing about it, and clearly this is a honeymoon period for him. But a key difference Big between time. him, him and the previous person who's no longer here, thank goodness. He who will not be named. <laughs> is is messaging. <clears throat> yeah. The messaging. Coach Fritz knows how to communicate with the players, the administration, with the fans. You know, it's, it's and be, and be personable. It. Yes. Yeah, that's it's, a great it's point. It's different times you have to talk to different folks differently. The, the person who would not be named seemed to be the same way wherever he was. And that rubbed a lot of folks the wrong way. More and more, you just hear the same stuff over and over again, the same, same you know. Y'all, we all heard it. What you know wasn't my fault. It wasn't you know blah, blah blah all that kind of stuff. But Coach Fritz knows how to communicate, get his point across, make people feel part of the program. That's a big plus as well. <laughs> so I think better days and brighter days are ahead for Houston Cougar football. Jeremy R. Agrees. He says data or, or he who will not be named. He named them. They didn't know how to work the beast. Coach Fritz knows this is a powerhouse sleeping in a day onto your point about messaging. I think that's been the biggest home run over the course of the first three days under the Fritz era. And honestly, it's it's interesting to see how that continues to build because I personally hearing him speak and the messaging that has come across just in the first three days, I envision it being a completely different beast when it comes to how they're going to be able to build support for the program specifically when it comes to current students and supporters like rally around this program which has been something that wasn't a strength over the course of the past five years and hopefully that is the ground floor like they have to set the ground floor for support and that's something that wasn't the case under the previous administration in my opinion agreed and it it is i'm i'm looking forward to football again Okay, I, that was not the case the previous five years. Yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys. And another thing, like I, I think I may have mentioned this before, that um, not only is he restoring the hope, but it's a sense of pride with Coach Fritz because it's similar with Houston. Houston wants to prove that it can be um, dominant and consistent championship level in football at the P5 level with other programs and coach Fritz wants to prove that he could be a head coach at the P five level. So it's kind of like a match made in heaven. And he he's embracing that mentality of within himself and with the program that 
we can do it. You see it with the basketball team and with the right coach and leadership like him, like himself, like he, um, we think he can be. And I, I think it, it, it's just perfect. I, I think it's a really can be a storybook ending <laughs> if it all goes well. Yes, because only he, time as, as we time. all know, he's won at every level, but he said in the press conference he had wanted to coach on at a, P5. At, at, at a power program and win at a power program. That's the last feather in his yes. cap, and that's yeah. what he wants yeah. to do. So he has an extra, what did President Couture yeah. say, that fire in the belly. He's got the fire in the yeah. belly to win at this level and keep it moving. And set himself in, in, in the upper echelon of coaches to be mentioned in, in, among the greats. And because I, truly, I, I think I said it. <laughs> if he wins here and if he turns the Houston Cougar football program into national relevance, by the time he retires, Houston alums will would want to build a statue of him. If he returns Houston Cougar football to national relevance, and if you can count out, it's like men's basketball. Year in, year out, people expect Kelvin Sampson's basketball team to be ranked top 10. If Coach Fritz does that for football, year in, year out, preseason poll, Cougars ranked top five, top 10 every year. UH fans be thrilled to death, overcome with joy. <laughs> yeah. Especially a fan like myself. You you see it's possible. You see it. And and once it's done, I, just like you said, Chris, I, if he's able to sustain it, man, he will have a statue. Especially, just look at the landscape of college football, though. 12-team football playoff coming next year. And so more playoff spots. Big 12 is changing. Look like it's opening up with a mm-hmm. with a chance for one of these schools to stake its claim as the the new top dog in the Big Twelve, and so uh, I mean it, it's there. All the resources in the state of Texas, he knows Texas. Used to hit it out of the park, man. Now it's just state of course. And let's get it done. Yep, a matter of executing. Rusty said. Rusty Reed says, "I would say that if Fritz wins a Big Twelve championship, he might have a shot at the Hall of Fame." So we shall see that fire in his buddy. That's a great um, phrase to, to remark what um, hopefully Fritz's mindset is and what he has an opportunity to be able to establish here with Houston. Now it's a matter of executing. Now as we uh, digress back over to the men's basketball team again, Houston Cougars men's basketball team ranked third in the country with Chris to your point. Uh, they had lost Marcus Sasser, Jarrett Walker. They had lost Ramon Mark. And here they were, still ranked in the top 10 heading into the season for Polo. So, like you mentioned, the national respect for Kelvin Sampson and his coaching staff is something that, you know, a few years down the road is perfect coil. It's something that hopefully can translate on the Fritz for the football program. And there's a, there's a legitimate sense of optimism for the first time in a, in a good while um, with the Houston Cougars football program. Only time will tell. Now, when it comes to the actual men's basketball team, Rice Owls, like I mentioned, they have only four non-conference games left. And that next challenge is this Saturday against Jackson State. Uh, what can we expect from Jackson State? Mo Williams is the head coach of Jackson State. Coach Mo Williams' NBA career has immense respect for Coach Sampson. He looks up to Coach Sampson. Coach Sampson is one of his mentors. Jackson State came off, not came off, but they had a surprising win over a Power 5 program, but 
I believe they beat Mizzou a while ago. But it, you know that that that's not Houston. <laughs> okay, so it's the Cougs will win Saturday. They play stick to the, the you know the Houston standard. J State has some talent, but they don't have enough talent to to defeat the Cougs on Saturday afternoon. So the Cougs should go into finals, you know, exams, everything, 10 and 0. Expect dominance. <laughs> more dominance. <laughs> Simply. Expect more dominance against Jackson State. Most definitely. And that's pretty much going to do it for today's episode of Let's Rage Cooks presented by the Saxonian family. Um, we'd like to say thank you to today's secondary sponsor and Star Pizza with three locations across the Houston area. Star Pizza is your go-to stop before or after the game. Be sure to stop by any of their locations every Tuesday during lunchtime for an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. Star Pizza, as always, has had free delivery since 1976. Uh, of course, we'd like to say thank you to each and every single one of your the viewers that took time out of your respective evening slash nights now that we've crossed into the 10 p.m. mark here in the central time zone for supporting, for taking time to comment. Rusty Reed, Jeremy R, TI7791, Raul HD, Michael Jones, Apollo, and each and every single um, one of you guys that commented. Um, thank you, of course, for spending the time to support the show. And uh, as always, Chris, I'll go to you first. Where can people find you? And any <clears throat> final takeaways that you'd like to add? Thanks very much, as always. I'm glad, you know, Andy and Dan held it down while I was listening to Coach uh, Scott Perra from Ryerson and Coach Sampson, Terrence Arsenal, Emmanuel Sharp, post-game comments. But follow me at Houston Rombard Review on all the social media platforms, threads, Instagram, TikTok, Spoutable. And, of course, the YouTube channel as well. Uh, join me tomorrow on the Houston Round Bar View YouTube at noon on the Houston Round Bar View takeover of the lunch break. And uh, as always, Dan, I'm glad you liked the phrase. Since 1994, a Houston Round Bar View local name, global perspective. Y'all take care. You guys can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Aonez underscore five. Most importantly, be sure to hit the like button and whichever platform you're watching on YouTube, whether it be on Podslam and Jamma or on the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel. And as always, thank you so much for making Let's Rage Cougs a part of your night slash day, whenever you may be listening. And uh, with that, we'll toss it over to Dayon for the final word. Like Andy said and reiterated, we appreciate everyone taking the time to comment, join the conversation, be a part of it. We wouldn't do this and could do this without your continuous support. I love the phrase that Monica Chris Lover named Global Perspective. I love it. So be sure to uh, subscribe to both YouTube channels. Use the Round Bar Review, Pause and Majama YouTube channel. Follow me on all social media platforms at Dayon Donap. Go Cougs, baby. <laughs>